If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live video. This broadcast uh, was originally available in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group. So if you want to watch live sewing videos, yes, sometimes I even get out a sewing machine and go to town, uh, go to facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe and you will uh, have to request to join, but I will approve you ASAP, and you'll have a great time with the group. It's a lot of fun, people. Good morning, Jacqueline. And as I've mentioned before, please say good morning if you are uh, watching, because I don't always see with Facebook's new format who has joined the conversation, and I love to say hello to you. Um, Apparently, according to Facebook, this is my 50th broadcast, so I'm just going to take a little drink out of my coffee here. Mmm. The taste of doing videos all the time. I love it. Consistency. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently this is uh, my 50th broadcast. It's not the 50th podcast. Um, I didn't start recording the podcast right away. Uh, and a couple of times our podcast, the, uh, the audio was corrupted and we've gotten a way to fix that. But um, anyway, so I don't know what number podcast this is, but it is the 50th uh, Facebook live video. And hello, Zenobia and Sandy and Galenda. It's good to see you this morning. Um, I'm going to have some Black Friday sales for all of you online. A few people mentioned that they might, might, uh, might enjoy doing that. Uh, thank you for the Hamilton quote, Sandy. Um, so, uh, here's a preview of a few of the items that I've got in stock here that I'd be willing to put on sale. Excuse me. And they are Otter Wax, first of all. Um, Otter Wax is a super fun product. You can use this, uh, bar. It's like a wax bar in order to make fabric water resistant and it works best on natural fibers so uh you know you can think of like cotton denim or twill or canvas or linen or something like that uh and it's a lot of fun there are lots of videos online these are the large bars they're normally $17.99 and I have a feeling that they will be um you know, anywhere from, um, you know, 40 to maybe even 60% off. I don't know. We'll just have to see um, the the Wax. Also here I have some thread theory patterns uh, that we have in stock that could go on sale for Black Friday. And also serger thread. Donna requested serger thread. Donna has uh, uh, definitely has a uh, a stake in this because she just got a new serger. So I'm sure Donna would love it if some serger thread went on sale. <laughs> um, hi, Tracy. And so tomorrow it's Thanksgiving here uh, in the U.S. And the shop's going to be closed. Uh, and we will be closed also for Black Friday. All of our sales are going to be online for Black Friday. And we then are going to be open on Small Business Saturday. And there's going to be some fun stuff on sale that I can 
really only put on sale in the store. I'm going to price some bolts of fabric, uh, things that maybe I wouldn't be able to ship or that would be difficult to list online. So that's what's going on. Um, we've been talking about articles in the So Here box and kind of using that as our prompts, uh, as my prompts for these videos uh, this week because the So Here box is full of, you know, useful things, but some of them are things that you may not have heard of. Now, this is a very old tool. It is a very, um, it's a useful tool. It is a, something you might already have, but maybe not. Um, I, I feel like sometimes new sewers are like, what is that? Why would I want that? So what I'm holding here is called a ballpoint bodkin. So it looks like a big needle and it's got a big eye on one end. It's metal and it has a ball on the other end, so it's not sharp like a needle. And this is used for threading ribbon or elastic or anything like that through a casing, um, through buttonholes, etc. It's just like a big ballpoint needle. And I like to tell this story because it was, I think it was told to me in, oh, middle school or something like that. But Sir Isaac Newton, apparently, had this theory about how the eyes worked, how they were situated in our bodies. And he thought that the eye was a ball sitting in a socket, but he wasn't quite sure. And so the story that gets quoted all the time is that he put a bodkin in his eye and like swirled it around to see if it checked, if his theory checked out. And he did this on himself. <laughs> he, you know, I, I don't know what the situation was with being able to, you know, study cadavers and things like that. But um, uh, anyway, he felt like his theory was proved correct because he stuck a bodkin in his eye. And everybody in my class is like, what's a bodkin? What did he stick in his eye? What are we all talking about here? And I was like, oh, I know. I, I know what a bodkin is. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, we had these, and my mom told me uh, what what it was. Sandy says, ew, no, why are you telling us this? Well, I'm telling you, don't put this in your eye. But it is something that is always brought to mind when I think of bodkins. And so this very useful little tool is in the Sew Here box, and you can see the eye on video. It's really big, so it's very easy to thread something through, like – ribbon or elastic or whatever you're going to be threading through. And you'll be so happy to have this in your sewing room. So it's a smaller item, but it's it's so fabulous to have on hand. And uh, anyway, uh, that is going to be in the Sew Here box. And also, here's a preview of some of the buttons that you might find in your box. I love, to, I love these buttons. They're hexagonal. Um, and they have, oh, no, excuse me, pentagonal, uh, and they have rhinestones in them. And these are vintage buttons that we uh, source through an estate sale, and we've uh, sold them online, we've sold them here in the store, but we wanted to include some in the Sew Here box. And you just never know what kind of beautiful vintage buttons are going to be in that box and how, I mean, we say that there are four, but it's possible that there could be more. So that is uh, just my my uh, exploration further into some of the sewing notions that are in the box. I think this is kind of, this is neat for me because we put so many things in that box that we had like planned on talking about and that we say, we need a video on this so people know how to use it or something like that. 
like yesterday with the Annie Soft and Stable. And so I'm glad that the box has sort of created these prompts for me. So even if you don't get the box, if you didn't know what a bodkin was or anything like that, you do now. And maybe this is on your Christmas list, if not the entire So Here box. Uh, Mom also, we were recording a little mini episode about the box yesterday. She was like, you know, this would be great for Hanukkah. It would be great to split the box up. It'd be great to gift some of the items to a sewing friend. Um, and I absolutely agree. Uh, I'm I'm so excited that we put this together and so excited that so many of you have ordered it. So this is something that you can expect to see in your box. Actually, I think Almost everybody who's watching right now has ordered the box. So you know, and oh, you heard me drop this on the table. So it is metal. It's not plastic. It's going to last you like the rest of your life, okay? Um, as long as you're nice to it and don't stick it in your eye. Um, <laughs> so the group was super active last night. There were so many beautiful things shared. And some of the highlights for me were... Um, the shark tail pattern that was being shared and uh, the person who shared it, she said, I'm doing some pattern drafting and uh, I couldn't tell what it was at first, but then someone said, oh, is it a shark tail? And she was like, yes. And I said, I need to find more out about this. Or I said, oh, might need to hear more about this or something like that. And she was like, oh no, am I doing something wrong? Am I, is, is it not right? And I was like, oh no, I just have a sister who's obsessed with sharks. Like, obsessed. There's no other word for it. She's been obsessed with sharks for 20 years at least. And so anyway, I thought uh, that might be a, you know, a cool gift for her or something or something to make for her. And she said, okay, I was worried that, you know, you thought something was wrong. And she goes, I only learned that it was called pattern drafting, you know, within this past year or these past few months. And I thought, you know, we're all at different places. And even a term seemingly simple like pattern drafting might be new to some people. And I I just want to say thank you for your endless inspiration in the group to explain concepts and explain uh, things. Even if you've been sewing for a long time, that doesn't mean you've ever drafted a pattern. Or if you have drafted a pattern, that doesn't mean you've ever thought about making a shark tail. Okay, so I think that that is really great. And uh, pattern drafting, the word drafting is another word for drawing or, you know, uh, rendering a picture of something. You'll hear architects talk about it, you know, a drafting table for an architect or something like that. Um, You know, Michelangelo and Rembrandt are known as master draftsmen. And so drafting is just another word for drawing or rendering a picture of something. So when you draw out a pattern to make for yourself, whether it's for an easy tee or for a shark tail or a pair of pants or anything like that, that is pattern drafting. So now you know. Uh, The other highlights were a few shirts that people made out of um, some cute knit that everybody said was from Joanne's Fabrics in the kids section. And... I love to shop in the kids section for knits. I think the prints are super fun. I feel like the more graphic, smaller prints are kind of coming back. Like, uh, I think this was Jen's shirt, and it was cute little birds on it. And uh, those prints can be kind of seen as juvenile, but I think they're coming back into the adult sphere. Uh, Almost like a modern calico type thing where we get to see uh, birds, we get to see typewriters, you know, things like that that are very popular. And then also, I was watching Sesame Street 
not by myself, uh, the other day. And I don't know the character's name, but he's a guy who works in the store. And he had a shirt on that had all these envelopes on it that were open. And I thought, I want a dress out of envelopes. And it was the Valentine's Day episode. So, you know, a little pink person was making Valentine's for Elmo. I can't remember her name. Oh, Janelle says, cool, that was me. I've never made anything from a pattern before. Everything I've ever made has been my own patterns. And so you've been drafting patterns for a long time, Janelle. And so that's awesome. A lot of people say that. They say, I've never sewn from a pattern. Reading a pattern in itself is a skill, um, a little bit of an art. And it's not the same for every pattern company, so that can be hard. Uh, and so that's another series of blog posts or videos that I think we could make. And hello to Sam. She just joined in watching. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy that people are sharing what they've made and sharing successes and interesting things. But we also had somebody share a garment that they made that they were unhappy with. And this garment was a, I can't remember the um, uh, pattern number off the top of my head, but it was a shirt, it was a very flowy um, shirt, very full shirt, and it had a gathered waistband. And she thought that the shirt was not very flattering. <clears throat> Neither did her husband. He, you know, she asked for his opinion and said, hey, you know, what does it look like? And he's like, oh, it kind of looks like a moo-moo, you know. And, and she said it looks better in the photos than it does in the picture, which I don't know how you made that work because I feel like I always look better in my mirror than in the photos that I can take. And I'm like, I, I need somebody else to take my picture because I swear to goodness that this outfit is attractive, okay? <laughs> Maybe I'm just wrong. Uh, so anyway, um, when you are uh, sewing different types of patterns the hard reality is sometimes you'll never know exactly what it's going to look like until you get it sewed up and put on your body and even then maybe you don't like the way it looks and that's the risk that we take with sewing that's why some people don't sew because they're afraid oh my gosh what if I put all this work into it and it doesn't work well, I, I know, you know, the, the bad can come with the good, okay? Uh, but when you have something that is a gathered waistline like that, that is something that I don't like to wear, and I've tried to wear it over and over again because it looks cute on the models. I feel like it looks good on people with very long torsos, and I have a kind of long torso, but I feel like it also looks good on somebody with, like, a high, full bust because you can see their bust and it gets outlined and then that drawstring or the elastic waist or whatever narrows in the garment. And this person also said that after she nursed her babies, um, her breasts kind of shriveled up. So she used to have a full bust, but now she doesn't anymore. <laughs> and so uh, things can go different ways for people after they've, you know, had babies and nursed or gone through menopause or, or uh, puberty or whatever. Um, everything can change. And so uh, I, whenever I make anything that has any types of gathers, like a gathered waist, even a gathered neckline or anything, I want that fabric to be as not not necessarily sheer, but as flowy and drapey as possible for me. Because if I put on a gathered skirt and it's made of anything that has any type of body, I just look like I'm just like this little 
fat woman with like an apron on. Okay. I, I, which I, you know, that's not what I want to look like. Um, so whenever any, any skirts I've ever worn, any gathered waist skirts or had any shirts like that, the fabric must be extremely thin and drapey, flowy, almost sheer since that's kind of the nature of something when it gets that thin. Um, with the easy tee, this was a big, this was a discussion that we had about being flappy or boxy, you know, uh, that we didn't want to use fabrics that were too stiff and wouldn't look good in our bodies. And so I recommended the Rayon Chalie because it's a thinner, drapier fabric. And this, uh, a few people posted things about, you know, the shirt's not fitting quite right and they made muslins out of this or that. And I just want to say that it can be very important to use you know, the type of fabric that the pattern maker recommends, or also to use your best judgment. And maybe, you know, this is just my personal experience on these gathered waistbands. I've, I have never made a shirt quite like the one that was shared in the group, but I have tried them on and been so disappointed and thought, oh, this will look cute. It'll make my waist look small. Nope. Um, it doesn't. It makes me look like, not like I'm pregnant really, but I guess, I don't know not flattering on me, but it can work on other people. Um, and then maybe you don't care if you look uh, pregnant or uh, maybe you don't think you look pregnant and so it looks fine on you. But that's where I'm coming from with some of those gathered waist shirts. Uh, I think that they can kind of do a disservice to a lot of us um, in flattering in flattering us. And then we had another great question. And I think, oh, was this from, I keep meaning to ask her how she pronounces her name. I believe it's Lisa or Liza. Um, uh, she asked about the Tilly and the Buttons button-up shirt. It's a button-up collared shirt. And she mentioned that uh, Tilly has you cut out the under collar on the bias. And she was like, I'm worried about this. I've never done this before. Seems strange. My fabric's corduroy. I've never cut corduroy on the bias. da 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 da, da. And when she said under collar, at first I thought she was talking about the collar stand. And I thought, those aren't cut on the bias generally, are they? And I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. And I really wanted mom to get in on this. And she was at an aerial yoga class, uh, so it took her a little while to respond. But mom said, you know, the under collar is the part of the collar that's underneath, you know, the collar that flips over. And she said that she always likes to cut those on the bias because they're supposed to roll over and it makes them lay nice and smooth and flatter. And so when you cut things on the bias, uh, they they are more flexible. And so she said, yes, go ahead and do it. And so I thought it was really neat that we got to give input on that particular, uh, you know, question and maybe uh, put her mind at ease. Janelle says, a lot of shirts make me look pregnant like that. Plus I slouch weird, so it only emphasizes my gut. Yeah, I have the same problem. I People ask me if I'm pregnant all the time. And so <laughs> um, I guess my posture isn't the best. And uh, this is actually, this is a whole topic for a podcast, like how many people have asked me if I'm pregnant um, when I'm not. And uh, I think that those shirts with the gathered waistlines get sold and ready to wear a lot because they can, quote unquote, fit a wide range of people. So they end up getting sold or, you know, they end up passing through, uh, you know, the 
whatever, you know, quality assurance, uh, you know, the, those designers have because they're like, oh, this will stretch around anybody. You know, they're kind of like, it doesn't have to be too fitted. No one's going to complain that this, you know, it doesn't fit. But, yeah, that happens to me a lot in the store Janelle, too. It happens to me. Uh, and, and I have made myself things before that weren't, like, you know, super fabulous. But I, I just don't. I, I don't like them either. <laughs> Sandy says, don't people know the rule that unless a baby is physically coming out of a woman's body, it is never okay to ask that? Yes. So um, that's right. Never ask anybody if they're pregnant. Don't ask me if I'm pregnant. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> and, um, oh, hello to Mary. Thanks for joining in. So just to recap, because I do need to go here because we have a class actually here in the store later today that I need to get ready for. We are going to – oh. Sam says, no, I'm not pregnant. I just like two cheeseburgers. Yes, we're part of the two cheeseburger club. Um, <laughs> so we are going to be closed tomorrow. I won't be going live tomorrow. <clears throat> Maybe that'll give my uh, voice a chance to rest uh, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We'll be closed on Black Friday, but we'll be open on Small Business Saturday. And there will also be Black Friday deals online. Okay, all of our Black Friday deals are going to be online <clears throat> so make sure to sign up for our newsletter, and I'll put a link to that in the comments on this video. And it was fabulous talking to you all, and you have a great day. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms, and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes.